Online. We'll be streaming live soon. Good. Eu quero ser um testemunho. Remove o erro e crie o bem em mim. Please stand by. We'll be streaming. Good morning. This is the uh, day the Lord has made. It's 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm in Athens, Georgia with Andy Hines. And we're about to uh, come to a place of deal, dealing with uh, Second Kings and follow the ministry of Elisha. Now, Elisha, at this point, is going to retract back to Gilgal. He is in the Jordan now. He back to Gilgal, uh, uh, and then he go he goes from from Jericho, the Jordan, to to Bethel, meaning following where he had been with the great prophet Elijah. And it's interesting to notice that what. Elijah asked Elisha to do in order to get the double anointing involved being able to see uh, the question here is uh, he said you have asked a hard thing nevertheless if you see me when I'm taken from you this is Elijah talking to Elisha when I'm taken, meaning I'm not going up, but the chariot of fire will come and pick me up out of the ground. And as, and as, and as you are left and I'm gone, if you see the transaction, you will get the double anointing. Now the double anointing was confirmed as the mantle of Elijah falls upon the hands of Elisha. So the anointing involves, uh, a touching, a thing, to see it, to perceive it, to understand it, to partake of it. Never again you're going to see the anointing of God given for those that are not mentally, psychologically, spiritually present. You have to be present. You have to be in the midst of it. You have to see it. You have to be a part of it. So, in other words, if you see me when I'm taken away, it shall be so unto you. But if not, it shall not be so. And so, the story continues. Elijah took the mantle of Elijah, that fell from him, went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan, meaning just glazing. I don't know how long the prophet Elijah stayed at the edge of the Jordan, but, but an event of this nature, horses, a fire and chariots of fire coming down from heaven. It, it, it is imposing. It is historical. It is supernatural. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters. It must have been a time here that passed. And the waters parted, and Elijah went over the Jordan. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And of course, the mantle, by, by striking the water of the river Jordan, the water opened so he could walk in, in with, a, with dry feet. Now the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him. 
I want to call your attention to the idea here of seeing. Because the son of the Proverbs 15, they saw it. What did they see? They saw the anointing of Elijah upon Elisha. Now, notice that you see an anointing. You see a presence. You see something happening. The, 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 the physical eyes of a person is able to see where the anointing is. And so, they said, The spirit of Elijah does rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed down to them, themselves to the ground before him. There were 50 prophets from Jericho. And they bowed down. They were just waiting upon the Lord. And they, they, they were overwhelmed by what happened. Then they said unto him, Behold, there will be with, uh, with us 50 strong men. Let us go then and pray you and seek your master. For the Spirit of the Lord has taken him up and cast him somewhere in the mountains, in the valleys. And they insisted. They perceived it. So they saw the anointing, but they couldn't understand what God was doing in the life of the great prophet Elijah. And so they wanted to go to the mountains and to the hills looking where he was. So the revelation of what God is doing is separated from the idea of someone receiving the anointing. Now receiving the anointing is okay, but what the anointing will do next and what the Lord is doing, it's another thing. When you are in a ministry in the altar, you see someone repenting of sin and coming to Jesus. But you don't know nothing about the person itself. But when you begin to stay with the Holy Spirit, not only you know the problem that that person has, because the ministry of, of salvation is receiving Christ, but then the ministry of repentance, the ministry of deliverance, takes hold. And that's another game. That's another point. And of course, after these 50 prophets insisted so much, we got to go find him, we got to go find him. Elijah, perhaps, uh, Elisha perhaps understood that the thing to do here is let him go, let him go, let him go, let him do it. Go, go look for it. And they came back and they could not find him. For they tarried in Jericho. He said unto them, Did I not say unto you, Go not, but you went? And so, that exchange between Elisha and the 50 prophets uh, uh, is kind of interesting. The ability to see. Now, where, where do you get some information about that? Where in the Bible you begin to notice that the idea of seeing is very important? Go into Acts chapter 3. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them who entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, asked for alms. Now, that's a physical look at it. The eyes here is simply, give me, give me some money. 
And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John. Said, look at us. Look, 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 look over here. Forget about the money. Look, look, look. And he gave, and he heed them unto them, expecting to receive something. Up to this point he is looking, but did not understand it. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I have none, but what I have I give to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The idea of Peter fastening his eyes on this man created a communication of the anointing and the healing. You see, when the man finally looked at them, not knowing what was going to happen, God began to heal. And so, contact with the eyes, this just didn't happen uh, uh, with, uh, with Elijah uh, or, or Elisha. It's part of when God begins to deal with someone in need, the contact of the eyes is very important. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is the revelation of the Holy Spirit pertaining to good or bad. And as you look, you should see if it's bad or good. It is a part of the structure of how the Holy Spirit personally ministers. In other words, if you look and give it a minute for the Lord to reveal to you what's in front of you, you might get something there. But if you simply just close your eyes and begin your prayer like you're shooting the stars, nothing's going to happen. And so, and so, it's very important. So look, look at uh, look, look at Elijah now returning to Jericho, and it's very important. Look at this: in the men of the city, city here is Jericho, said unto Elijah, Elisha, Behold, I pray the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is not, and the ground is barren. The water is dead. The water is poisoned. And the ground is barren. I've been to Jericho many times. And as you come into the entrance in Jericho, into the, 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 the restaurant and the, the big building here where the, the sales take place, across from it there's some camels over there. It's beautiful. And on the, on the straight ahead there's an entrance up. And then the mountain is formed all the way about the 150, 200 feet square. And as you look to the left, you look down, and there is a monstrous base foundation. It's around like a ball. But the ball is, is actually uh, uh, did, uh, put together by, by blocks of red clay, well built. And it's, a, it's an amazing gift as you, look, as you look down and you see the foundation of one of those walls. Okay. And so, Jericho is right there, and Elijah, Elisha is right there. And he said, he said this, bring me a new cruise. In other words, give me a pot. It was made of clay. Give me a pot. And put salt in it. And they brought it to him. Now, where is that, uh, that place and the, the area where the entrance to the to the, the, the walls of Jericho is, is right down uh, 50 feet on the other side of that entrance. It's right on the edge of the mountain. 
and there's a cover there that's about 100 feet by 50. And there's a, a, a place that water comes out of the ground. And, and of course, you know, it, it, it's used by the city of Jericho. It's the supply for the city of Jericho of water. That is where the prophet is. He's right there in the midst of that, of that uh, sour water. And he said, bring me a new cruise and put salt in it. Now, I'm saying this to you because the idea here is the mental. Now, the mental came from heaven as Elijah went up to heaven. He let the mental fall and Elisha picked it up. That's an object. When we go back to what he's about to do now, he asks for a jar of water, a cup of water, more than a cup of jar. It's called a cruise. And he puts salt in it. And he went forth unto the spring of water and cast the salt in there. So they didn't fill the jar with water. He simply used salt to accomplish the miracle. So again, one more time, when Elijah is taken by the chariots of fire, the, the chariot of fire and the horses of fire, the mantle fell. And the anointing was seen as he struck the water of the river Jordan. Elisha crossed in dry ground. Now, the great prophet Elisha is dealing with salt. He uses the salt and he pours <coughs> upon the water. And said, thus says the Lord. Notice that he is sanctifying, empowering, transferring the anointing in him unto unto." Unto the actual water. Look at this. In the Lord, I have healed these waters. Thus says the Lord, I have healed these waters. Now the question is this. Did the healing of the waters occur before the salt or after the salt? If you go to chapter 22. I'm sorry. Chapter 2. We're through with the second, first Kings. Chapter 2 verse uh, uh, 21. And he went forth into the spring of waters and cast the salt in there. He, he used the, 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 the container filled with salt through the salt. And then he pronounced the salt as the contact with the water saying, Thus says the Lord, I have Healed. What do you mean by that? When the salt fell upon the water, the water was healed. It was sour. It was terrible. Nobody liked it. It was a beautiful city, but horrible water. Tasted terrible. Smelled bad. Suddenly, he broke the curse upon... Now, I've been looking at that little town there of Jericho. You know, when Joshua was there, Jericho was inundated by... By, 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 by all kinds of gods and worship of false gods, Jericho was uh, the, 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 the place where God detested the most. So suddenly you see the bare, barren water and, and the salt healed. Now, there's a ministry in Brazil. 
in the guy in charge is called Bishop Macedo. Uh, don't 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 ridicule and don't laugh at it because you're not going to be blessed. They have uh, about two thousand sanctuaries in Brazil that sits five to ten thousand to twenty thousand to thirty thousand to fifty thousand. One of them is the biggest sanctuary in Brazil, in downtown Rio de Janeiro. It's a master place, unbelievable place. The the city has built trains, tracks underground in order to bring the people to there. And one of their services, <clears throat> especially people that are drug addicts, they come forward. And the first thing that they do, they are anointed with oil. They are anointed with oil. A lot of oil. A lot of oil. The hands of the priests are filled with It's just dripping everywhere. They put special attire in order not to bother their clothing. And then they throw salt upon the people that are there. Now, I, I, I've been looking at that. I've been wondering about that. And that church keeps on growing like you've never seen. By the way, if you'd like to check the name of this ministry, it's Evangelical Church of the Kingdom of God, Igreja Universal do Reino de Deus. And, of course, they meet every Sunday at Times Square. You know, the great arena in New York City. Sunday morning, it packs, packs with people. And deliverance comes in and healing comes in. Now, and so I, I don't uh, laugh or ridicule that ministry in any shape or form. Uh, give me salt and I'll throw up on you. And I'll do anything I can to be healed. What I'm saying is, is that the waters were healed unto this day. What do you mean? Unto the day. Now, you're talking about a thousand, a thousand years earlier. And so it says, the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spoke. It was not a mere temporary healing that occurred, but a permanent healing. Benefit which Elisha bestowed upon the town. When Christ comes in, there is no more death or barren land. I want you to enlarge your vision about healing. I told you that uh, in our visit to this large city, beautiful city called Petropolis in Brazil, it is the place where there's a great museum there that celebrate the kings of Brazil from Portugal, Dom Pedro, and all his entourage and his furniture and all of that. It's a beautiful city. We were there in the, in the, in the Methodist church, and it was a very warm night with a, a, lot, a, lot, or a cold night with a lot of people there. It was packed. And I ran out of oil on the altar. There was about 25 of us, and we ran out of oil. And I was trying to sort of pass my oil into the hands of the people that were there. Suddenly I asked one of the priests, one of the pastors, to please bring me a lot of oil. A lot of oil. But this time, for some reason, because of the mouth of the bottle, I just poured water all over their hands and they came through down there. And, 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 and as I passed the water all over the altar, something began to happen. The anointing returned to the altar. I physically saw the anointing of God. The voices elevated. The speed of the line kept on going. And I saw people begin to fall on the floor 
all the way down to the side, especially people that need to be healed and delivered. I never again use little oil in any altar that I'm going to be a part of it as long as I live. Now, should I, after that, have deliverance and throw salt upon the congregation? Yes, I will. In other words, what I'm saying to you is that God heals anything you do in faith believing. Now, let me go back again and let me, over 30 years ago, I'd say about 20 years ago, I've been to churches to where I pray for people at the altar, but there were so many people present. And so I decided to make a tunnel. And, and, and people passed in the middle of it and began to be prayed for. And it caught up all over the United States. It started here in Georgia. And the Lord healed thousands of people. And then I began to use water and begin to throw water on people. I don't do that anymore, but, but I used to do it. Matter of fact, I remember I, I baited the whole congregation. I remember I was at a church in, in, in Kentucky, a, a conference in Kentucky, somewhere there, uh, Arm, uh, Aldersgate Renewal Services, and I poured water all over the congregation. Now, now that was of the Lord. I didn't really want to do that. It just came over me, and I began to throw water. And, of course, the offering that night was over $80,000 to pay the bills that they didn't have to pay. So tell me this. Does faith works when you begin to move forward in faith and believing? Yes. It's not the salt that heals. It's not the water that heals. It's not the slapping of the, of the river with the mental that heals. It is faith that puts something into motion in front of you. Okay? Put into motion. And so, let me, let me, let me say to you something. I, I live in Athens, Georgia. And there's a church in Athens that I uh, was invited to preach a revival. And so, as I began to pray for people, they were so stiff. They would not move. They would not walk. They were as if, as if they were tied to the ground. And I turned around in front of a man and told him, Touch my head. And as he did, I fell. But I really fell. And the Lord really blessed me to explain to him that surrender begins when you give yourself in. Well, that was the end of it. They never invite me again. But that's what it is. Unless you're able to give regardless of how you feel, in faith believing what the Lord wants, then, then you can't experience the Holy Spirit. So, this great prophet... The waters were healed that day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spoke. And he went up from there, from there unto Bethel. Notice now that the great prophet, Elisha, is going back to where he's been. As if he wants to reminisce about what he experienced with his body, Elijah. And in verse 23, as he was going up by the way, there came forth young people. Uh, the age here is close to 40 or young. But about this group of people that really bothered the prophet was, they mocked him and said unto him, Go up, you bald-headed. Go up, you bald-headed. Go up, go, go up to Bethel, you bald-headed man. You're crazy. And they began to ridicule 
the man of God. Listen to what happened. The anointing of, 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 of the Lord in terms of the oil penetrates the believing heart. The anointing of the salt penetrates the believing heart. There was not a single unbeliever when Elisha poured that cup of, uh, of salt upon the, the, the waters of that mine. And so now, he is walking to Bethel, and the accusation of the devil began to come toward him, and ridiculing the man of God. And there came forth, and so he looked, look at verse 30, 24, he turned back and looked at them. Now, I don't know if your translation sees that or not. But he says he looked on them. I've been talking to you that the eyes receive the anointing and communicate the anointing. Peter and John said, look at us. Amen. Look at us. Oh, Elisha, if you do not see me going up, you need to see me to get the double anointing. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. Suddenly, the reverse happens now that he's turned back and look at them. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, that's not funny. When 40 people are eaten by two bears, 42 mocking people, I don't know how the bear ate so many people. Forty-two of them. And mauled him. I don't know if they killed him. Mauled simply means tore them apart. And there came forth two bears. She bears out of the woods and tore forty-two children, forty-two young people. So the looking here is reverse. Elijah said to Elisha, If you see me going up, you get the double anointing. And so now, on verse 24, he looked at them. But the eyes were different. It wasn't to receive or give something, but to judge. You see, we're living a time in which anybody who professes to be a follower of Jesus Christ is going to be persecuted. But I want you to know that in your disposal is the ability to quench and stop what the devil is trying to do. I'm not saying that two bears are going to come up out of the woods in Atlanta, Georgia and eat 42 people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the anointing that you have upon your life can also be the weapon that ceases the accusation disrupts the inclination, stops the voice of death, stops the idea that you are by yourself. You see, we feel like we're by ourselves sometimes, that nobody is really paying attention, that we're just a voice in the woods that, uh, that we have and, and we're just out of our minds. 
Well, let me tell you, that's not truth. The Lord God Almighty is awesome, is powerful. He resides upon His children. He empowers upon them. A thousand will fall at your right, and a thousand will fall at your left, and you will not be touched. I have seen people that accuse me, harass me, belittle me, be silent. Many of them, in my 42 years of being in the United Methodist Church, are not in this earth anymore. I'm not saying that I did that. God judged according to His will for the persecution they let me have. Verse 25, And he went from thence to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. So he goes to, he is at the Jericho, he is at the Jordan. That's where he received. He saw the prophet. From there he moves into Jericho. Jordan, Jericho, Bethel, and Mount Carmel. He's backtracking to where he was in order to just receive the anointing. See the place and be blessed of the Lord. And oh, what a wonderful thing. May the Lord bless you today. Eyes have never seen. Ears never heard. What? What God has prepared for those that love Him. Eyes have never seen, ears never heard the things that God has prepared for those that love the God. The Lord bless you. Atribulado pela ação de Satanás. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Clamando no escuro, correndo e olhando para trás. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon.
stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please 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 stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Streaming live soon. 
stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. We'll be streaming live. We are loose. Yeah. Yeah.